Matt Sullivan here to remind you to stop putting screens on your gutters. Better to schedule a free estimate with the local experts at Gutter Helmet so you stay off the ladder. Visit GutterHelmetIndy.com. With Gutter Helmet, you'll never clean your gutters again. GutterHelmetIndy.com. The only way to bag a classy lady is to give her two tickets to the gun show. It's Monday Gun Day with the gun guy. Just watch out for the guns. They'll get you. Stop calling your arms guns. The Hammer and Nigel Show. My name is Nigel. Jason Hammer here, also live in studio with us. The gun guy, Guy Relford, Second Amendment attorney, licensed firearms instructor. Guy, how are you? Man, I'm great. And thanks, as always, to our sponsor for Monday Gun Day. That's Premier Arms in Brownsburg, the largest selection of new, used, and historic firearms in the Midwest, and PA Jewelers located right in the store. Check them out at 3754 South Green Street in Brownsburg or PremierArms.com. I'm going to hit you with this headline here is actually raising a lot of eyebrows uh, throughout social media over the weekend. The U.S. has quietly issued a gun export ban for all non-government users for 90 days. What does this mean? What should we take away from this? Is this a big deal? Well, it is a big deal, Nigel, and, and it's a really interesting question because, you know, a lot of people, I'm sure when you read that headline, the first thing you think is, wait a minute, we, we export firearms? I mean, you know, and, and how does this affect the, the, the common citizen? I mean, it, look, it's illegal for a private citizen to transfer a gun even to a citizen of another state, much less ship it overseas. So, this is talking about a restriction on, on manufacturers, primarily, of firearms shipping their products overseas. And there's this whole system of regulations, and it's incredibly, as you would guess, with federal regulations, incredibly complex. But we have what's called ITAR. It's the International Traffic in Arms Regulation. Um, And then you have something called EAR, which is uh, Export Administration Regulations. But there's all these really complex regulations that govern shipping firearms to other countries. But but we've been doing that as a country for years. And yes, there are only certain countries you can export firearms to, um, and they're subject to all these restrictions. You have to have an export license to do it, and that can be revoked if you don't follow all the regulations. So there's this incredible number of regulations that apply to this. But if you comply with all those, you can, yes, export your, 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 your firearms to other countries. And, and, and our manufacturers have been doing this for years. They're now saying, well, we need to take a second look at this. They're, they're, they're restricting all exports for 90 days. And some companies have a huge yeah. percentage of their market is overseas to friendly countries that just want to buy their firearms from U.S. manufacturers. Well, here's the reason. They say it's, quote, risk of firearms being diverted to entities or activities that promote regional instability, violate human rights, or fuel criminal Right, activities. that's where I'm going. That, exactly what I was, I, was, I, was, I was getting ready to say. They're saying they want to take a second look at this to make sure firearms aren't going to somewhere uh, or to anyone that's going to promote instability. Well, they already do that through the regulations I was just talking about. I think this is an excuse. I think you're looking at the instability in the Middle East, which, you know, obviously the, the Hamas terrorist attacks are new, but instability in the Middle, Middle East has been going on forever. I think you're, you're, they're looking at recent events, and this is an excuse to simply attack American manufacturers as they've been attacking the gun industry through the back door. We, and we talked about that in a lot of other areas, trying to shut down gun dealers through the ATF. I think this is just a, a 
direct frontal attack on U.S. firearms manufacturers, and, and some of them have a large part of their market that goes to friendly countries overseas, and I think they're just trying to put more okay. and more manufacturers out of business. I really yeah, truly believe so that. so there's a lot of conspiracy theories oh, about, I, well, I, we're going to yeah. war, and we need all the ammo, we need to save it from here, but the ban doesn't cover around 40 Like, we're still shipping to Israel and Ukraine. And so you're thinking this is just another way to try to put the boot on the neck of the well, firearms. Yeah, what this does is it creates a monopoly where the government can ship all they want to 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 Ukraine and Israel. But how about private manufacturers? Oh no, all exports have been banned for thir- for ninety days. And I'll take that tinfoil hat, Nige, that's sitting right next to you. Why don't you throw that (laughs) over here to me? Oh, here it is. Knowing the way the national media apparatus works in this country, to me, the timing is real convenient right now. Right. right? So all these media outlets are going to run the headline, U.S. has issued a gun export ban coming on the heels of what took place in Maine. Right. This is the way for certain politicians to say, look, we're doing something about it. Even though they're not doing a damn thing, mm-hmm. they're trying to trick stupid people and to think they're doing <laughs> something about it. Well, that's right, because all this all this has to do with is shipping firearms to other countries. So, uh, what kind of an effect can it have here, here in the U.S.? Right. Well, but the I, person that just walks by in the grocery store that looks over and sees the headline in the newspaper, well, good. They're doing something about gun violence, not knowing what the story really means. Yeah, well, you know, actually, my thought, um, being the selfish person that I am, I looked at it and I said, well, the prices are going up right now because there's a huge run on guns because of all the talk about gun control, which always happens every time there's talk about gun control. So, supply goes down, prices go up. Well, supply is going to come back up to some degree because export or because manufacturers can't export uh, their guns and ammunition to other countries. So it actually could help moderate prices here in the U.S. a little bit that can facilitate gun sales. So every time these idiots try try to stab us in the back, they tend to do the opposite. Biden comes out and calls for gun control. Ask your local uh, gun store how his yeah. sales did that week. They, they were really solid, I'll guarantee you. How are sales doing in Maine? Oh, yeah. Well, and I sent you guys a link um, where they talked to, you know, I saw a media article where they went to, to gun stores in Maine and they can't keep firearms on, the shel- on their shelves, including the very firearms that uh, politicians want to talk about banning. The AR-15s oh, and yeah. things like that. Because, Nige, you and I were talking this past week. At the time, we didn't know the status of the lunatic that went on the yeah. shooting spree. Oh, yeah. They were still searching for it. It was a manhunt. Like, you would feel a lot better having something to protect your family as opposed to not having anything to protect your family. Well, they were saying, yeah, we well, need to shelter in place, lock down. And I was saying, and I think I'm right in saying that they also should have said to the civilians, arm yourselves if you can. No Ar- question. I mean, when, when I was watching it, I'm putting myself, you know, in the play, as we all did, as we watched those, 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 those media reports, if you're in Lewiston, and this guy's on the run, and they had no idea where he was for quite some time, and then they said, well, he's, we think he's in this rural area or that rural area, where there are people that live in those rural areas. If you're in that area, and this guy's on the loose, and he's still heavily armed, and you're at home, what would you like next to you as you're sitting in your living room wondering what's going to happen yeah. next? I'm, I want as much firepower as I possibly can, and that's exactly what these idiots in Washington are trying to take away from us. Do you think you're seeing a big trend in this country? And maybe it's not the most vocal people guy, but a lot of everyday blue-collar, middle-class folks that 
didn't used to be gun people saying, you know what, maybe it is time that we got something for our family. We trained, we learned what's going on, because there's a lot of lunatics out there. You know, it it ebbs and flows, Jason, but I've seen it um, for 30 years. I mean, I've seen it for so long where, I mean, it, it condenses things down into one kind of silly example, but it, there's an old joke out there, which is a Democrat, just a Republican who hasn't been mugged. And, 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 and you know, obviously, you expand that and say a gun control proponent is just someone who's never really thought hard about the need to defend their own life and their own family. And you, know, and, and you think about it that broadly, yes, you see exactly what you just described, which people said, you know, uh, I've always talked kind of theoretically about guns, and all of a sudden, now I've decided that I need to have the capacity to defend my family. And, I, and running a firearm training business for the last 30 years, I have people contact me and say, you know what? I was never comfortable around guns. I never liked guns. I was I always favored gun control. But I've decided not only do I want to buy one, but I want to make sure I'm safe and proficient if I need to use that gun. And I hear that, I hear that story multiple times every week. And the training aspect is the super important part for me. Oh, like, you bet. And listen, I'm not saying that if you don't feel comfortable with a firearm, don't buy one. You don't have to. That's fine. But for the folks that are like thinking of buying their first ever gun to protect their family or maybe give it to their daughter who's moving away, living on their own or son, whatever the case may be. Buying the weapon is one thing, but getting properly trained is really important. Oh, it's so important. It's so important from a safety perspective. I mean, we have far too many media reports out there. Sometimes I get involved legally, uh, whether it's these accidental shootings that break your heart. And all those things are preventable uh, when you learn the, the rules of gun safety, not only in handling a gun, but in storing a gun, and then, and then, and then making sure that you're proficient with that firearm in terms of being able to, to handle a threat effectively if you're, God forbid, confronted with one. And that's just not natural. That's not intuitive. You know, a lot of, a lot of guys, you know, a lot of times, you know, I, I used to give couples discounts for my classes, and so um, ladies invariably would, would drag their guy in to come take a class, and dude sitting there in class and while I'm doing the classroom part and I'm talking about safety and I'm talking about marksmanship and I'm teaching the fundamentals and there's there's this guy sitting there he's rolling his eyes and he's you know slouched down in his right. chair and you know he's not making you know any eye contact and the lady's like taking notes and drawing, drawing diagrams <laughs> yeah. and she's all over it and then we go out to the range and she kicks his ass <laughs> every single time. It never fails. And and that's because it's not just natural. It's, it's something you have to learn the fundamental. Once you do, there's no great mystery to it. Right. I mean, I hate to you know take all the, the, the wonder away from my training, but at the end of the day, it's, it's pretty simplistic. But once you know the fundamentals, you're going to be a, an effective shot, but you don't just get that naturally. So yeah, a little bit of training is just so incredibly important. Where can people continue this conversation? Well, if you're actually, if you're interested in training, you can contact me through the website. It's tactical-firearms.com. I'm only doing private courses now, which I really like. You know, just two or three people or one person, um, and we get a lot done in just a couple of hours. Or on Twitter, just at Guy Relford. Guy, you're the best. Thank you. Thanks, guys. It's the Hammer and Nigel Show.